What's good, you guys? Thank you for joining me. I'm Johan Francis CSCS, and welcome to my show, Ego Killer. It's right here on this show. We learn that everything we do inside the gym helps us move better outside, outside in life, where all the obstacles are, where we have ironclad all of our limits inside the gym so that they pay off when we need them on the outside. And one of the more interesting and useful aspects of any type of gym, right? And we talked about a gym being any physical place where you test your physical limit. It could be temporary. It can be, you know, it can it can be a road trail where you're doing your running or your cycling. That's your gym for the day. Anywhere where we could test our physical limits, the beautiful thing about those types of places, about the gym, about borrowed land that we use to test our physical selves, some things are only applied there. It's kind of like chemistry lab. You can't do the chemistry lab at your house. You need a specific environment to run those tests. You do the same thing with the gym. This is a specific environment. This is a climate. And inside of this climate is where we literally acclimatize our body to get used to ironclad, like I like to put, ourselves. Martial arts occurs in a combination of those two places. It occurs on the real world, but you practice inside your dojo, inside your gym, inside your facility, your classroom, okay? Over the last 15 years, a lot of us have watched places like jiu-jitsu gyms become the domain of people learning more mainstream type of martial arts. When I was a kid, it was all about karate. It was all about taekwondo and shotokan and aikido. And all of these things started to get popular in the early 90s, right? And judo was still very popular and all that. Now it's more we went the jiu-jitsu route. We go with the wrestling. We go with the krav. All of these types of self-defense, this is we need a gym and a place to practice, all right? Are you guys into this? Where did you guys learn to defend yourselves? Who taught you what to do under duress if someone wants to pull up on you and take your shit? Did you learn how to defend yourself adequately enough? We need to practice those skills. We need to practice those skills. And as I just mentioned, modern day, the gym, the dojo, this is the place where we practice these skills. We have to practice here and apply them on the outside. So there's no truer place to test the limits of our ego than to work inside the dojo. Of course, you can talk about boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. These are martial arts, but they're not traditional martial arts. There are a whole, there are dozens of traditional martial arts. There's martial arts from the East. There's martial arts from the mid, the, the, the Midwest, the, uh, the Middle East. There's martial arts from, you know, over in Russia. There's martial arts from all over the place in France. I mean, everybody has a way that we learn to defend ourselves. What do you guys practice or what have you learned over the years? Because I definitely want you guys to become fully equipped in protecting yourselves in self-defense. It's funny. When we're kids, we're playing around, right? I know my cousins used to do this where it's like, yo, if I hit you right here, you're going to crumple up into a ball. You're going to be wincing and crying. And so we practice on our friends and we walk around. We're like, yo, hold my arm just like this. And they hold your arm, and then you give them that knuckle right in the, you know, <laughs> on the windpipe, and they f- curl into a ball. Well, that's cool. But when we get older, what we realize is actual defense has to do with incapacitating someone else and keeping yourself really, really safe. And so def- the idea of self defense 
it begins to evolve. What do you guys know about how to defend yourselves? Are you still doing the thing that your cousins taught you when you were young? Right? Are you still, if we're women, do we still have the idea that you take those sharp nails and dig them into like the wrists? I remember that was a thing. What do you guys do to defend yourself? Let me know on the website. I'm curious. Mainstream, there is a whole ton of martial arts that you can get into to make sure that you're adequately equipped to defend yourself. But before we talk about that, I'm going to give you my three uh, steps. Okay. Now, these three steps that I'm going to give you, they might last you 10 years. They might take you a very long time to develop. But the idea is that you get your feet wet in all three of these things in order. In some kind of order, and even if you don't master the skills, you're infinitely more prepared if someone runs up on you. And you're infinitely more prepared to protect people that you love. All right? Because there's more to it than just being able to crumple somebody up real quick, you know, if they try to pull up on you. There's way more to defending yourself than that. There's also more to it than learning a single type of martial art that is very specific to. Only using, you know, your right arm or only, you know, contorting your hand into some type of uh, weaponizing a fist grip. You know, that's great and this is good, but we need to apply it broadly. And and I'm going to share three ways that we look at it to apply ourselves. Man, woman, youngster, whatever, okay? Before we do that, I want us to understand one thing, all right? First off. If there is a cold robbery going down and you happen to be the victim, okay? And I don't mean like if there's a home invasion, God forbid, and someone's going to run into your house and try to steal something when you're asleep. Maybe you're you're not even there at all, right? You have different means to defend yourself at that point. When your property is at risk and the person doesn't know that you're nearby, there's a whole different set of circumstances going down. However, if someone's going to pull up on you and try to take your shit, try and rob you, and you're the lick, you're just going to end up being the lick. Let no, let no false pretense of machismo fool you into understanding that you're going to snatch up a rob, a robber that sees you as a lick disarm them right and they're gonna be like oh sorry and apologize no 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 you get someone who's threatening you with weapons out your face as quickly as you can or you get out of their face as quickly as you can maybe you attack them in a certain way if they're attacking you of course but you gotta remember if you're the lick you're just gonna be the lick and there's no taking an l you give someone the material possession that they're demanding and you live another day this should just go without saying right but if someone's trying to pull up on you and take your stuff you give them the stuff if they have a weapon on them point blank period you protect yourself you protect your family however if this thing does devolve or they don't have a weapon and it's time for what we call a fair one we have to learn to defend ourselves We have to learn to keep our wits about us if there's going to be a fight. Okay? The rules of engagement have to be observed. How are you guys with the rules of engagement? Are we able to kind of assess someone's body language? Are we able to assess what they're saying? Do we have full command of the area around us? Or are we still going back to what 
old cuz taught us when we were kids, right? Like, yo, just an elbow right between the third and the fourth rib get you out of this situation. You're not a lick. All you got to do is poke them right in the, you know, right in the temple. You know, like something like that. If that's where our mind goes to still, then we're actually, we're still going to end up being the victim of something we don't want to be. So part of it is going to be assessing the circumstance, sizing somebody up, learning the distance that you are from them. All of these things matter. What's in their hands? What's in your hands? Can you see their hands? Are you able to get into a stance to defend yourself quicker than they are, right? And after we're able to um, make all those Mayweather-esque body mechanical type calculations, then I think we're in a position to fully be able to defend ourselves. Globally, it starts with your mindset. It starts with your eyes. It starts with looking in the right place, having an aplomb about the, what you're saying to defend yourself. These are all means to defend yourself early, and we acclimate ourselves with that. We do that rather than looking for some like soft spot in the armor of the human body. These things are fine when we have certain positions that are really advantageous and frankly kind of high percentage, but largely, look, if we need the victory and Draymond's in the corner and he's wide open, you're going to have to throw it to Draymond. But most of the time, you're going to go to Steph. And what I mean is the high percentage stuff, you only take it if you take the high percentage stuff, if you got it. If not, you do something, you throw it to Draymond. Look, on the corner, uh, on the corner. Anyway. Sports references aside, right, you guys, what do you guys think about how to defend yourself? Do you think that if you had nothing but your car keys in your pocket, you had a lighter on you, would you know how to do the necessary thing to defend yourself? Because be honest, and this goes back to us having a self-defense class here in the gym. I remember a bunch of us had a self-defense class. I invited some coaches over, and the coaches started to teach us some stuff, and um, one of the guys showed up in jeans, and one of the coaches was like, there, you're prepared for a fight pulling up in jeans and it makes perfect sense because that's when someone's going to pull up on you when you're wearing chinos right not when you're wearing dry fit and compression under armor right not when you have a pair of brass knuckles in your pocket even if you're in an open carry type situation right no one who knows that you're in an open carry situation is going to challenge you at the open carry level you're going to get taken for a lick when you don't expect it that's why you're a lick so what do we do in those situations, all right? Before I get into my three, I want to tell you guys, all right? I want to tell you guys this. Think about defense globally and more mainstream right now in terms of what you can learn. You can learn judo, krav, muay thai, and you can learn to use your hands inside of boxing, these are scalable curricula that you can find on Google right now when you're done with this, listening this to this. You could go out and find that right now and get involved today using Krav Maga, right? Going to learn to box and having to spar, right? If you're, I don't know if they still offer like karate and taekwondo at the adult level to that extent. But I would say learn some judo or some jujitsu or some rest, well, some wrestling techniques. 
which can be covered in those other two grappling arts, right? You have um, some Sanchao and some, um, oh, uh, I believe Winchun schools out there that can teach you a lot of grappling with striking. And basically, that's what I want you guys to learn off the top. So those are the learnable, scalable curricula that are out there. My man, yeah, I don't know him, but you, you guys have seen him. Detroit Urban Survival Tactics Training. Uh, Dale Brown. The man stands for quite a bit, and he talks about his experiences in the past. You guys mess with him? Um, the man is very versed in, like, real-world applications because, as I understand it from his interviews, he's been in situations voluntarily, by the way, over the course of many, many years, not just for show, where he's had to put a lot of his practices to the test. He's done a lot of studying. He's been inside of situations where he understands the way that uh, people are going to pull if they have a right a pistol on them. He understands what they're going to look for, look at when they reach, what the mindset is of someone who's already pulled and is pointing that pistol at someone else. Right, He understands all the mindset. He's seen a lot of criminality happen in its full escalation in front of him. So the man clearly knows what he's talking about. Now, when you get on the internet right there and you look at his techniques, there's one thing, and I'm going to get into the three in a minute, that he, I feel like, can spend a little bit more time talking about. But if you'll notice at the end of all of his PSAs, he's like, yo, this is going to increase the way you survive. And this is probably true. Because, you know, stopping the slide of a pistol definitely... Look, I never learned that. I never seen anyone do that, but that is definitely going to keep you alive longer. And one of the things that he said that people want to get all butthurt about is like, yo, if you get shot, don't get shot multiple times. Well, studies prove that if you shoot some, like if you, God forbid, you get shot with a pistol, you don't die from that. Like it takes multiple shots. And so his, it might seem trippy to the average denizen to be like, don't get shot multiple times. But it's actually true. It's kind of like being in a fight. You might get, you're going to get hurt and hit, right? And if someone attacks you with a knife, for example, just expanding on this point, you're going to get hurt. But the idea is not to be incapacitated. It's to defend yourself. It's to get away and live another day. We confuse this a lot of the times, right? With thinking that you need to be like larger than life to win a fight. And it's just dumb, frankly, right? We this is this, this is this machismo that doesn't exist when you actually get into it. So, no matter how big you are, no matter how small you are, and look, uh, Dale Brown, like I love what he stands for. But number one, no matter how big or small, you're gonna have to learn to fight. Okay, there has to be another level because his martial arts training and any martial arts training where we're getting that soft spot. The soft spot in the armor where I'm able to just kind of do the five-point exploding palm technique, right? And pull out your eye like Kill Bill. Like, that might happen if you just show me your eye. I'll pull your eye out if you're attacking me. Sure. Right? But what's going to happen even if you probably yank someone's eye out like Kill Bill? <laughs> what's going to happen? The... Um, the person who... <laughs> is now missing an eye or, you know, the person who's pulled up and is the aggressor who is now being defended against your target is going to get pissed. They're going to want to engage you even more and they're going to escalate. 
the rules of engagement now change and you have a fight. And so you have to learn to fight. This is when you work inside of boxing and those martial arts inside of Muay Thai where you learn to hold people with your arms, even if you have gloves on, right? Because that then becomes sporting and competition. You know, I feel like Dave Dale Brown kind of maligns these things as just sport, but learning to do that stuff with gloves on is for sport, but guess what? You could do it better without gloves. So when you have, I'm just saying, and when you have the process to learn to fight, to size someone up, to look at range and distance and to attack with different means at different ranges, you're in a fight. And learning how to counter grapple and to scramble and to incapacitate limbs, you're in a fight. And so it's important to learn boxing and Muay Thai and even kickboxing, even though you might never leg kick someone, you might have to do that in a fight. So number one, right, in how we learn to defend ourselves straight up is we have to learn confrontation and fighting. You have to learn your krav. You have to learn to kick someone, boom, right where the sun ain't shining much in order to get away and live to fight, to defend, to love another day. All right. So number one is going to be we have to learn to fight. And that's where we can enter the gym for many months at a time, for years, and actually learn to do that. Going on to number two and how we can learn to defend ourselves, right, and not just be a lick is hand trapping and uh, uh, breaking grips. Learning those techniques in the vein of um, other martial arts, right? Other Chinese traditional martial arts inside, I believe, of judo. Learning to break grips, right? Or grapple for wrists and control the wrists, even in Muay Thai when you're standing. Learning to break grips and trap arms is vitally important. Because in the context of a fight, you need to improve position, okay? When there's a struggle going on, you need to be able to improve position, which requires you to break grips, to trap arms, and to get your body in advantageous positions. Sport fighting gives you the ability to do all that. Competitive fighting gives you the ability to do all that. You are constantly breaking grips and arm trapping inside of boxing, inside of, of, of Thai fighting, inside of, of judo. And in the course of a fight and a scramble, you have to learn to break grips. The last piece, and this is where I'm at in my training, is learning to disarm weapons. So I won't go too deep into the idea of how to do it. But the idea of disarming weapons should come most in the latter part of your training when you're learning to defend yourself. This is the 1% chance that you'll ever come across this in your life. But it is important to like mitigate all risk when it comes to defending yourselves and the people that you care about. A lot of this will have to do with using certain type of weapons and I'll have to be practicing and learning the ins and outs of certain type of weapons, right? But learning how to do that, learning how to know if someone's reaching, if someone's holding in front of you, if you're not in an open carry type situation, is vitally important. Reading your surroundings, reading facial expressions and aggression, noticing aggression, noticing your own aggression, 
These are all things that we learn when we have to defend ourselves. So number one will be straight up learning to fight. That includes sparring. You must learn these skills. No matter how big you are, how small you are, there's plenty of gyms where they're big and small working together and compensating inside that controlled room to learn to fight. Number two is going to be hand trapping. Learn to break grips, hand traps, and manipulate small joints of toes, wrists, ankles, fingers, and break grips quickly, quickly, and then re-engage or disengage from the fight. And lastly, we apply all of these things to disarming pistols. I mean, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, there are folks that will teach you how to disarm swords, right? Long-bladed, long-range, blunt weapons. And this becomes vitally important for us in the depths of our training so that we can learn to defend ourselves. So forget what your cousin taught you. We'll remember the mindset, but forget the technique. We're going to evolve past that because, yo, if you hit somebody in the leg with that dead leg thing and it don't work, you're in for a fight. <laughs> All right. You're in for a fight. And remember, that's one of the first rules that we're going to learn is how to fight. So um, let me know what you guys do to defend yourself or to practice how to defend yourself. Go to the website, fill out the form. Let me know. Um, if you like the episode, go to Apple Podcasts, please, and do the five stars. I'll send you a free gift if you do. All right. I'm going to stop there. And uh, hey, until the next one, stay up.